Welcome listeners to another episode of We Are Listening. I am your host Pulkit Gar, founder of Anya Wellness. Today we delve into a topic that is at the heart of the wellness industry, personalization. We are honored to have a distinguished guest with us, Siddharth S Kumar, a pharmacist turned into astronomologist and music therapist who brings a unique perspective to personalization in wellness through his extensive experience and research. and as we get up for our conversation with siddharth let's explore why personalization is becoming the need of the art in the wellness space welcome siddharth thanks mukit you know we are glad to have you here and personalization is you know really something that's very close to my heart but you know before we get into our whole conversation of personalization in the healing space i would really like to understand what really inspired you to you know transition from being a pharmacist to an advocate of natural healing Uh, so that's a very uh, interesting question to uh, ponder over so uh, pharmacy education was something it's a building block uh, when i call it a building block you need to understand human anatomy and physiology irrespective of the modes of healing you work so whether you work with natural healing or anything so you need to understand how a human body functions mm-hmm. and besides a uh, doctor or say nurses or paramedics the pharmacists are one such qualification to understand human anatomy and physiology quite significantly So this is what drives me to that. On that, second thing is that uh, if we talk about pharmacy education in India at the moment, it not only talks about the chemical drugs, it also talks about the drugs which comes from the herbs, what we call as a pharmacognosy, and that was a say a very a say intervening factor which led me to think and work in the direction of how we can leverage our natural sources or the gifts of nature. Mm-hmm. What uh, another factor which is more motivational was more of a say uh, the social impact driven. You when I look at India as a country, uh, we are a uh, quite a country with a significant out of pocket expenditure. One yeah. big medical issue and the family finance is wiped off for the ninety percent of the people. Yes, and attributed to many factors. And this is where we come to picture that if we have to think to make India sustainable. to make people sustainable in their life and to safeguard them the only way is to work on two things preventive well being and second to work on our nature potential like if we go to other cultures if i talk about japan their own traditional practices like ikigai wabi sabi the modern day buzzwords of wellness are quite fascinating and they have observed in the life same we go to china their own chinese medicine their own i think a very well established very well elaborated on the subject so what we happened is that the indian heritage what i i address it as an intellectual heritage of bharat so this is the intellectual heritage that we were gifted by the nature and somehow we forgot it out and these were the factors which led me to this is something i have to pursue now moving to a more towards the say sound sound is an area which is most easiest for a person to relate because starting from the birth a child responds to the voice first the whether it's the voice of mother or the voice of any uh, any surrounding things and this is quick response and it is easy to have a evidence driven so my sole purpose of having this qualification of pharmacy and coming to over here is that to have a evidence generated right so if i simply say that this is natural healing and this is good for you this will work on trust and this will only remain until the person is there exactly. but when we make it process driven when we have to see we may fail even if we talk about biopharma 
there are many molecules there are many products which fail no problem at all even if we fail we could try to have a clinical evidence and once we start this journey na we will be have more concrete process driven evidence driven natural healing modalities that will serve our purpose amazing amazing said that uh, you know uh, when we started our anya wellness the very essence of starting anya wellness was to bring personalization into picture before anybody goes for any form of healing practice out there be it ayurveda yoga naturopathy diet or mental health these are the five verticals which you know we work on in anya wellness and while we were researching and while we were serving our customers i got to know that around 80% of individuals you know drop off from their routines within the first week of they starting out anything and we are right now at a place where it's the time of breaking resolutions the new year has started and it's the very first month of a new year and everybody gets on to their goals list resolutions and everything but what's your perspective and how you feel that personalization can make this particular aspect of 80% such a big number that's coming into you know as a statistic uh, glaring at right at us what makes you think that personalization can help us reduce this number to you know either lower part of the double digit uh, you know uh, gamut or towards a single digit number definitely if when we think of uh, still let us try to understand the human psychology if we talk about human as a person we are driven by our choices so starting from the food that we eat the clothes we wear the travel whether we can travel by foot but still we prefer to travel by a bike or say by car or by something else so this depends on our choices and these choices vary from other so when we think human as an example every human is unique in itself they are someone where there is no replica there is no replica of a person which can be found in any human being so it is like one in eight billion and when something is so unique we will have to personalize it personalization may sound a very tricky word but this is something which is uh, getting uh, acceptance both in the modern day healthcare as well since i come from the background of the pharmaceutical i do understand if i talk about say biology so there we have companion diagnostics which help us to precise the dosing programs they are not 100% mm-hmm. precise but there are dosing programs that are, that are getting personalized and uh, if i go by the research as well of couple of years before then there are companies which are investing heavily for a precision driven medicine to where they can personalize the doses the regimen the therapeutic pathways based on the human body parameters or we what we call it as a gene based medicine and this is where the personalization come into picture it not only will help the natural healing modality it is going to help the complete healthcare as a ecosystem second definitely personalization cannot be a panacea that will solve the complete that habit breaker or that but will definitely will do that uh, and i remember a very popular quote we love to do what is suited to us and we put everything and this is something which happens with everyone we need to find out that kick so what is that which is kicking and that finding out that kick that finding out that motivate the person to be able to get into that to dive into that that is what helps to do the personalization so certainly personalization is going to be a game changer and this is something where we need to actually think it of instead the real challenge that i force you over here is that gaining the personalization when you think of personalization na so this becomes a manual intensive exercise 
and one something needs a manual effort of an expert it's going to be an expert who's going to personalize the scale becomes a challenge so this is really going to see with her technological advancements see how a uh, personalization can be scaled and scaled without diluting its efficacy without diluting its impact on the persona because there are attempts of for uh, say uh, digitizing the personalization but what has happened is that the personalization has got diluted so we have to make some cohorts and when whenever you are making a cohort it will get uh, there will be a dilution the dilution will be less or more that depends on completely mm-hmm. so that is something which will warrant a uh, more research and more thought to be put and definitely the human brain are capable enough to find a path so uh, just one follow up question on this adhat uh, given the current uh, you know health infrastructure that our country has uh beat either the modern medicine or the alternative medicine or the natural healing as we call it in anya wellness the doctors are stormed with patients uh i don't have the exact number right now with me but uh one doctor has too many patients to manage on its own and until and unless a doctor really doesn't you know hear the patient out they are not able to get spend that amount of time that's required to understand the problem at its root cause i believe the personalization cannot be brought into picture if you are working at a place where you are doing one pill fits all solution that's not personalization so what are your thoughts around enabling and evolving our healthcare infrastructure what should be the government looking at what we as individuals or what our practitioners out there in both the fields be working towards to enable personalization at their own respective levels a very well, very well pointed polkita this is definitely a challenge as a country for us to solve because we are a country of 140 crore right now and uh, it's growing exponentially if we go uh, even at this rate with a constant rate we will still uh, increase our population and and whenever the population is high our density is weak then obviously the resource will be scarce and there is going to be a competition definitely i uh, being into the part of that modern healthcare i understand that doctors are burdened out so the number of uh, the number of uh, doctors per patient or say per are very low in india and this is what we need a strong policy advocacy second thing is that uh, with due respect when we think of health when we think of healthcare we will have to think it as a ecosystem we will think it we will have to think it as a holistic paradigm when i call it to be a holistic paradigm a medical healthcare system need qualified paramedics because when you have a qualified paramedics no so that a lot of burden of a doctor will really get reduced and this is where the doctor we have to definitely work on increasing the number of doctors but that which is something we cannot have in a day or so an year this is something which is going to take at least two to three decades because at the same time you need colleges you need laboratories you need professors so it is like chicken and egg scenario which will come first so this will take a gradual I and mean, a gradient step to grow it up but at the same time we need to focus on building our paramedical capabilities mm-hmm. so the real art so not really of personalization but a, a, a significant area of especially talking about the counseling part is something where the paramedics can be a great can be a great valuable and the simple thing is that ki uh, there is something we lack as a country as a ecosystem where we need to evolve our paramedics be it a nurse be it a pharmacist 
EU people with very lesser participation of Indian presence at a very early stage. Mm-hmm. And this is where, uh, and this is why when we usually speak to a doctor, say they do their own uh, subjective decision to decide on that. So this is another area where we need to think as a country, or uh, something like uh, a national body which can issue a guideline. Right now there are bodies, specific associations, but not from a perspective of which authoritative thought. Like in US, you have uh, say NIS, which has a, a great amount of control and they have a more authoritative opinion to share. Because something you need to put as a country, because another thing which we have to share is that, if I talk about modern healthcare, like antimicrobial resistance is another dreaming issue, which is quite rampant in countries like India and other parts of globe as well. So as a country, it's going to be policy decisions to break in the load. Second thing is that, there is one more aspect. There are many doctors, and it is completely their choice as well. They are not into clinical practice. So when we account the capacity of doctors for the country, when we plan the medical seat, we'll also have to plan that the doctors is a multi-dimensional resource which is going to be used by multiple practices, multiple industries, from clinical settings to non-clinical settings. And the significant portion which goes to non-clinical, we will have to fill that. Our numbers remain balanced to our clinical side. So it's going to be more of a policy centering from the government from a long-term vision perspective, it's milestones attached to it. Got it. No, uh, totally agree on this. And uh, we have seen a lot of uh, you know success rates coming in when personalization is brought into the wellness programs. And somewhere or the other, it has 50% higher success rates compared to the generic wellness programs that you know we have experienced. And even the research suggests that. Uh, you know, we when we talk about natural healing, one thing that everybody gets talking about is Ayurveda. So how Ayurveda, you know, works on the principles of personalization, because whenever I have talked to any Ayurvedic doctor out there, they always focus on treating a patient holistically. So can you just shed some light on how Ayurveda enables personalization and help achieve higher success rates in curing any ailment? Uh, when we talk about this, when we have a comparative assessment, the higher rates of treatment as compared to what? So that becomes a very a dicey zone where we will have to put empirical data into picture that mm-hmm. can validate it out. But Ayurveda becomes much better. In the terms, it has its uh, say, prakriti of body, whether it's a vat with cuff or a nadi, which the leverages to do that personalization. Second mm-hmm. thing is that if you if you speak to an Ayurvedic doctor, they spend a lot of time with the uh, say a patient. The simple uh, there can be another case they they don't have much load a patient load, so they have the ample time as well. That could also be a thought of direction. But they essentially like modern healthcare doctors do not put the time, they also put the time, but they are in capacity constant. So they are they are forced not to put. But what they they don't have a choice to do that. But coming to the Ayurveda, so Ayurveda is definitely uh, having a big parameter which is holistic in thought. And they consider that when it compares to vis-a-vis to the modern healthcare, which relies on one part of the ecosystem. So definitely Ayurveda is much personalized as compared to that. But second, the most important thing with Ayurveda is that now that he simply saying that this is Ayurveda product, this is good. As a country, as a part of this wellness ecosystem, we will also have to think that can we bring some evidence which shuts all the mouth. 
So simply questioning the questioner doesn't make sense every time. Yeah. As a country, we will have to think how we can make it. And often, you say with the with the Ministry of Ayush coming, getting crafted out. There are not many initiatives where the strengthening of Ayush product has happened, and that actually saw a significant expansion to the other parts of the sport as well. Yes. And the more Ayurveda gets say, standardized and more data driven or evidence driven. The market will expand significantly. Because when you have evidence, the next time someone questions you, so what do you have? You can say, "I have this study, I have done this research, and this is what it presents." You are much more compared, much more prepared to go and talk. And this is where the market will grow exponentially. So rather than being detrimental to the market, so it is going to expand the market at a rocket pace when you think of bringing the evidence. And definitely. There may be a thought that we have this uh, in our holistic practices. Definitely, everything is there. But we will have. So there are two things. There are one, one thing is fact. Other thing is the perception of fact. So Ayurveda suffers from the perception of fact. We will have to think what can break that perception pattern. What can uh, remove that fear from the person of a mind? I don't have to go for that. This is slow. This is this may not work. This may not give me my instant result. Kind of thing. So we actually have to revolve ourselves as well. Got it. uh just one follow up question on this and uh, you know there's no denying to the work that ministry of ayush has done it has brought the natural healing uh, you know modalities of india or indian origin on the global landscape uh, you know the us is recognizing yoga ayurveda techniques but one thing i would like to understand doctor uh, you know um, sadhat from you is that a lot of brands have come out in the market uh, which are launching many products which are claimed to be organic in nature ayurveda based ayurveda driven and at times there are just supplements coming into picture they are saying okay these are vitamin d3 uh, you know supplements which you can take and they say it's a natural supplement that you're taking how as a consumer of these goods i can differentiate and understand one whether it's actually ayurveda based or organic and second is it even right for me so these are my two questions very true so as a consumer so this is what i was talking in the last answer as well so there are few things which we need to bring at the policy when i talk about policy now so why the modern healthcare is regulated because there are regulatory mechanisms which control but when we talk about these ayurvedic products so the regulatory mechanisms are not that stringent that it should be because at the end we have to protect the rights of a consumer as well we have to think yeah definitely i agree ki when we include these parameters in this whole ecosystem the pricing may go a bit higher for ayurvedic products which is still a comparable to a comparable uh, say modern day products as well most of the most of the cases it may not appear cheaper which is and definitely something is bringing that quality from a consumer perspective there are two things um so i may uh, sound bit uh, the uh, uh, conservative in this mind but i always advocate You never use any product, be it Ayurveda, be it natural healing, or be it a say or modern healthcare, without consulting an expert of that science. The reason is that if something may backfire, and there are no retakes in the life. Yes. Just because it is natural, just because it is organic, it is going to be safe for all. It's not the case. What not? What if it doesn't suit? Because there is no retake of. Yeah. So we need to have that. Expert, वाला मॉडल की एक्सपर्ट कम्स इन टू पिक्चर तो द पर्सन 
can have much more trust second thinking from a consumer perspective consumer more often get driven by uh, what they see around so when they see uh, influencers whether it is in social media content or this or content they get inspired they order and they consume so it need that we have we will have to think of a structure what we can can be used by all or what is something that need to go through a route of a doctor so as a as a company which is playing into the space they also need to think and take a pioneer step he yes this is the product which is going to supplement it i will take a very practical example of coating and not a very direct example but i was trying to draw an analogy there are many uh, e-commerce based platform in genesis and crystal so what they started doing is that you buy from us and before buying you can have a say 5 minutes or 10 minutes of free consultation with an astrologer or tarot coach who will going to advise you what to want so it can be a really uh, say a disruptive idea for a ayurvedic brand to think of something of that kind you buy from us we will give you an ayurvedic doctor consultation 5 minutes or 10 minutes to 10 minutes so that and that can be depending upon the order size it can be priced or it can be a say done complimentary that empowers you you have a supervision over there and so even the minimum even the lowest of lowest cost that should be removed and that will bring more trust and this is something which was well uh, tried or well executed by uh, say uh, pharma e-commerce companies if i talk about whether it's one uh, mg or other thing else they had that ecosystem they brought in doctors from the chat or doctors from the call to make sure ki the drugs getting prescribed or drugs getting out from their own online stores are reaching to the right person and they are right suited to that so virtually our ayurvedic company doing this at their end it's going to be disruptive thought for them because this is going to bring the trust in the mind of people that this is something it is vetted by an expert vetted by an expert for me so that me wala factor will will give a significant push it may sound a capex intensive business but at the end the exponential growth of business will make sure that we are we have surpassed the capex number So I totally agree on this, uh, Siddharth. With you, I have seen Doctor Vedya's, uh, one of the brands in this uh, natural healing space, which have really mastered this art. Uh, you know, they used to give free consultations before the purchase of any of their products, and they have really, you know, captured the potential of the market uh, in Very this. Very true. So, uh, having said that, uh, you know, we have been talking a lot about personalization of products, but what about? And we also talked about personalization of our physical health. but how can we bring in personalization for our spiritual and mental health out there so see a personalization are, are two things the first thing is that i will talk about how a personalization happens so uh, before we understand the personalization this is where my actual research comes into picture every human body is comprised of three things mind body and the spirit for the spirit part you may uh, say ki it exists it doesn't exist based on your uh, belief pattern you have but definitely we will have to accept that there is something a universal power the something which is universe of the nature has gifted which gives this life is ongoing we define that as spirit so human body is comprised of this mind body and soul when you think all of these together then the real personalization comes into picture when you think of body as a personalization tool then you have like bmi you have weight you have height you have a fat to bone ratio and you have a number of parameters that take care of a physical when you talk when you when it comes to your emotional or your social health this is where your need of personalization come into picture and this becomes a subjective decision of an expert if how you rate that 
So this is where the actual, I was talking about. I was talking about initially the scaling will become challenge. The scaling will actually become a challenge because there is no uh, instrument. Just uh, say, for example, if I want to know a blood sugar, I can simply prick and know this is my blood sugar. But if I want to know okay, how I am feeling emotionally, there are no very concrete evidence-driven uh, product evidence-driven solution that can give us an instant result in ten seconds or one minute. The person will have to go through a say consultation session with an expert. Who, after a point of time, will be able to give an opinion on the emotional and the spiritual health, and that is also going to be a subjective opinion of that expert, which obviously can be countered by another expert. Mm-hmm. So this is where this is where actually we'll have to think if how as an ecosystem we can do that, how we can empower with that part. So, so that is where the real perception will come into picture. That we have to think from all of these three parameters. And this is where uh, my complete research comes into picture. Amazing, amazing. Uh, so that we will like to wrap up this episode by understanding some of the leading players right now in the industry who are making personalization as the core of their overall business model. Can you name some players out there? So see, uh, when I talk about uh, say personalization uh, in the industry, there are many. So, but what I personally feel is what they have done is that they have primarily leveraging the demographic parameters to do the personalization, and all the players you see in the current market they are exclusively focused on that. So they have not taken the consideration of the holistic ecosystem of that. So whenever we come into picture, we as a company or I as a researcher have done, we have made sure that we have taken the care of all these three. So what we do is that for the mind we are leveraging the psychology. Pure psychometric assessment based on a questionnaire and a consultant opinion. Then we have for the body, we have complete, uh, say, Ayurveda to give us the picture with a synergistic combination of modern healthcare ecosystems as well. And for spirit, we have an astrological or neurological assessment to giving us a 360 degree hologram. So what we are trying to do is that now like, we have developed a research a protocol. This is what uh, we are we are going to define a person or a say on a scale of 10. How the where the person lies from. All the three perspectives, and there is one scale which does that. Uh, although this scale is say a bit contradictory, contradictory, many people challenge that that we call biorhythm. So there's a principle which was used in World War II around that biorhythm was extensively used at that point of time. So definitely uh, something we are trying to do uh, in much better and much personalized manner, where we are leveraging the beauty of traditional heritages of Ayurveda, astrology, putting them together and bringing a personalized scale which differs. Right now, uh, sorry for that. But I don't see any player which is doing a significant amount of personalization besides the demographic one. So most of the personalization revolve around that demographic ones, which takes care of the physical body well apart. And I feel it it is a half-hearted personalization at the moment. Got it. Um, I've seen Velim out there that has been working in this space of personalization. So their assessment plans do come into picture. You know, considering the spiritual, mental, emotional, and your physical health aspect as well. um uh, but yeah uh even the assessments uh, with velim i believe they need to go a little bit more deeper uh, but yes i have seen them doing a pretty good job out there in the market and there are a few more other players as well uh which have been you know trying to make a dent in the space of personalization uh, and going in depth of it uh so listeners if you know of any startup or any player in the industry which you feel we have missed out and is doing really great in the world field of personalization do let us know in the comment section or tag them 
uh, you know, in the post that will be shared for this uh, particular podcast. Uh, thanks a lot, uh, Siddharth, for coming on this episode. Pulkit, uh, we'll add one thing on that. So when we think of a, uh, see, uh, so sorry, Siddharth, come on that. So when we think of it precisely, the real challenge comes is that if we are not getting that method vetted. Mm-hmm. So uh, for me, a personalization to be a uh, say to be a say hundred percent sound or say with a with a confidence to come, there has to be a backend or uh, evidence. We'll have to put a uh, say clinical evidence, whether you put it from a retrospective study or you put it from a say a population driven study. That is where the real trust of people is going to come. Because if we have to remove this alternative word from this natural philosophy, because this is the mainstream healthcare. So we call it as alternative healthcare. So we have to make this alternative as a mainstream. Now we will have to put our focus on the clinical evidence, and this is where we are primarily committed. That is, we hadn't launched our method to the market. The simple reason is that the method is ready, research is ready. We can put it in the market as and when we want. But we want to have a solid clinical evidence on the method. Yes. Then we put in the market with the confidence that this is definitely our method may fail in the clinical studies. We are happy with that failure, but rather than betting around the bush, it's better to put with the confidence of an evidence. So this is what will need a personalized test to qualify. Rather than getting told on the trust, we will have to have an independent evidence that is what which will be a disruptor for the segment. Got it. So thanks, Adat, for you know adding that. Uh, so listeners if you have any queries or any questions please feel free to reach out to us and we're more than happy to answer you and stay tuned for our further episodes with siddharth thank you thank you